Good morning. Okay, this Sunday is, is probably one of my, my favorite Sundays. I, I have a lot of favorite Sundays. There's, there's just wonderful times of getting together, but I, I want to explain something because you won't see or hear from me till the end of the service. Um, this morning, we have the distinct honor and privilege of taking a Sunday morning and allowing our young people, our youth, to, to engage us, to lead us in, in worship of our Savior. We, we're, we're gonna, they're going to lead us in song. You've already been greeted by some of our young people as they came in, probably both doors opening for you even. And uh, we hope that you have been made to feel welcome by our youth. And we are going to hear from them in, in prayer, in, in song, in worship, in, in our testimonies and all. So um, I, I hope that this morning you leave here encouraged with, with just some of the, the ways that God has blessed our young people in this church. And with that, I'm not going to say anything else. I am going to hand it over to them. And I'll, I'll see you at the end of the service. And I'm going to sit down and be blessed this morning. All right, good morning. So today we got some announcements. I'm pretty excited. I, I like announcements. They're always fun. So for uh, starters, uh, if you guys are new or want to be a part of the Grace Connection, you got these uh, Grace Connection cards in uh, the front of your seat that you can fill out and put in the offering as the offering goes by. Uh, next up... Uh, after the service, uh, it's that time of year, festivities come up, and we're going to be decorating for Christmas. I mean, I'm not sure about you, but I love decorating for Christmas. So once uh, the uh, service is done, uh, we'll be uh, swapping Sunday studies and uh, decorating for Christmas. And then after that, there's no better way to uh, celebrate Christmas. Uh, decorating for Christmas without uh, ending with a uh, wonderful, delicious uh, feast of thanks. So if you want to stay, I, I hear there's some pretty good foods there. Even if you weren't planning to stay, you should stay because, I mean, who doesn't like a good uh, Thanksgiving uh, lunch? Uh, next, uh, there will be no uh, youth group for the 12th or the 6th to 12th uh, graders tonight for uh, youth studies. Uh, they'll be going uh, next week to December 4th is when we'll uh, next meet. Uh, but also following with the youth uh, group, we got uh, the youth uh, Christmas party on uh, December 18th from 5.30 to 7.30. So bring a snack and uh Whoever has the white elephant, that would be nice to pass along. And then uh, for uh, Twin Peaks, they're uh, putting on the winter retreat, which is uh, December 28th through the 30th. And uh, if you register now, you could save a little bit and save uh, 25 bucks. It's $75 by uh, till uh, the 1st of December. So if you register by the 1st of December, it'll be 75 but after the 1st, it'll be $100. And you could uh, look on uh, the website of the church and uh, go to Twin Peaks and uh, find that on uh, their website. And then uh, last week, we uh, sent all of our uh, Operation Christmas Child boxes out to go to uh, the kids who... Uh, can uh, hear about the good uh, news about Jesus, so that's awesome, and we had a total of 165 boxes, so, oh, correction, 167, so we had 167 boxes go out last week, so I think that's pretty good, and then, so, but, <laughs> but pretty stoked that they get to hear about the good news and get a little present with that. So it just brings that much more of uh, excitement when uh, they uh, hear the good news about Jesus Christ. So we got some more announcements. So I'd like to call Pastor Jen and Miss Lisa to the stage, please. Yes, the both of you. <laughs> 
I thought I wasn't coming back up until the I, end. I know, but little did you know. <laughs> um, so we want to just thank you both for how you've impacted our lives. Not only the youth group, but as a congregation. You have affected every one of us, and I'm almost for certain for the better. You have, <laughs> you have given us more than we could have ever wished for or even deserved. You have definitely ministered to us as a youth group in such a way that I couldn't even know was possible. <laughs> so this is our gift from everybody, the whole congregation, to you. Thank you. Thank you, Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Now, if we could uh, have the men come forward for uh, offering, and I'll uh, say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for all that you do for uh, this church family and every other church family around the world. And uh, thank you for the freedom that we have in our country to worship you without being uh, having to hide our faith or having to do uh, services secretly. But thank you for the freedom that we can be here and worship you and uh, go out and uh, declare your word and be a good example, Christ-like example, when we head out of this church to uh, give your... Uh, self a good name and thank you for everyone here that comes to fellowship in Jesus name we pray, amen So today, 
As we uh, open up today, I'm going to introduce the people that are going to be up here on stage so uh, and in the sound booth. So we got Shaylin and Caleb in the sound booth, so round of applause. Thank you. And then uh, over here we have our two piano players, Keaton and Gia. We got our two singers, Samantha and Kenzie. And we got our drummer, Grace. And I am Preston, so thank you. <laughs> um, so today, uh, um, our first song that we're going to be singing is How Can I Keep From Singing? Um, a verse that I found well with this is uh, Psalms 55.1. I read... I know. It reads, um, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. So it's just like um, the chorus that, um, no, the first, the first verse of the song is, um, there is an endless song that echoes in my soul. I hear the music ring and through and though the storm may come, I am holding on to the rock I cling. How can I keep from singing? So, if you could stand with us and uh, join along.
singing is uh, God So Loved. It is uh, referenced after um, John 3.16. So if you could join with me as we uh, say this first. So, for God so loved loved the world world, that he gave his his only son, son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, perish, but have have eternal eternal life. life. Um, so also with the song, the first two verses are talking about the water and the bread. So um, two verses that I found that were, went really well with this is uh, John six um, thirty five. Jesus uh, then Jesus declared, "I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never thirst." Um, and also the other one was John four thirteen. Through 14. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them in the spring of water welling up in the eternal life. So, the song is God so loved.
one and only Son to save For God so basically um, talking about Jesus dying on the cross for all our sins, um, how he was the perfect Lamb of God that took um, them away and washed them away. Found in uh, Romans 3.23 and 6.23, says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, at the cross. Yes. 
guys, you know, usually you uh, Sundays they have, or not usually you Sundays, usually Sundays we have three songs. Well, today we're going to be doing four because us as youth, we uh, love singing praises to our Lord and Jesus Christ. So this next song, we're going to be looking at uh, Ever Be. Its course says, your praise will ever be on my lips. Praise will ever be on my lips. As we sing the song, I want you to exalt your voice to him and give God all your praise. Let's go sing his praise. dismiss our children up to third grade. So Good morning. 
Today I'm going to be talking about service and being kind to others. As many of you know, I'm currently applying to the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Throughout my application, I've been constantly reminded of the Air Force Academy motto, which is integrity first, service before self, excellence in all we do. I believe this motto exemplifies how a believer of Christ should live and act. As Christians, we should always have integrity. Our lives should show that we do the right thing no matter who's watching and no matter what the consequences of our actions may be. Beyond that, however, we should also do the right things for the right reasons. Having bad motivations can be just as problematic as wrong actions. The part that really stands out to me is service before self. It's so easy to get wrapped up in ourselves, whether in our own goals, our own pain, or our own need for validation. When we take the focus off of Christ and others and put it onto ourselves, we make a grave mistake. The Bible says in Mark 10:25, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. We should always strive to think of others first, whether in our work, our family, our friendships, no matter what, others should always be put first. And this isn't dependent whatsoever on how others treat us. The parents that don't respond how you'd like them to, you should respect them. The friend that stabbed you in the back after years of friendship, be kind to them. The coworker that blames you for everything, you need to love him. No matter how you're treated, no matter whether you like someone's actions against you or others, you have a responsibility before God to honor and respect others. I'd like to close by reading Romans 12. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as your bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve him well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are sad. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live at peace with everyone. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Thank you. Good morning. So, today I'm going to be doing a uh, little uh, testimony of uh, an experience I had this summer. So the summer, I uh, started a job at the Parks of Wildlife for a maintenance technician uh, position. And uh, so that's where I was this summer and wasn't able to do uh, church fellowship. But for me, I uh, 
was uh, grown up uh, in a Christian household, so I've always been uh, put into like Christian uh, churches uh, and been uh, surrounded by the church family. And I've always heard while I grown up that sometimes like when uh, kids grow up and uh, become uh, independent, they uh, sometimes uh, strive away from uh, the church family and uh, do uh, lessons on their own and don't really get involved with the church family. So I've always heard that, but I'm like, that'll never happen. <laughs> but this summer, it kind of happened a little bit. <laughs> but with being a senior, uh, I uh, learned uh, the experience of not being a part of the church family and what it has effect on you. You begin to slowly uh, become your own person, uh, doing your own studies without being encouraged or worshiping and uh, praises and songs with other people. Uh, so uh, I've always been with the church family and all of that. So when I got the position this summer, the I tried getting Sundays, and they're like, the only thing keeping you from uh, this uh, job is that we need you on uh, the weekends, which included Sunday. I'm like, I talked to my dad, and I took the position. So I would work Sundays, but I would come back for youth group because I would be able to get off work to be able to fellowship during that service. But what I realized with my time at the park working is that I miss the fellowship, I miss the interactions, I miss the conversations, I miss hearing about uh, what's happening with our missionaries and all sorts of these church events. So that had a big uh, effect on me, and I'm like, I'm going to strive, uh, because I learned uh, while I was in high school, that I can't just like walk away and do my own thing, but so the park gave me a good... Uh, like a lesson, I guess, on what that feels like. So a little passage I found, we'll turn to Second Corinthians chapter 12. I'll give you guys a little bit to turn there because I know how it is turning to the Bible and trying to find the reference. <laughs> so in First uh, uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 12, we'll be in uh, verse uh, 14, and we'll go through uh, verse 20. So it says, uh, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should uh, say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I, oh, wait, I lost my spot. <laughs> if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would make not or it would not make it any less part of the body if the whole if uh, the whole body were an eye there would be no sense of hearing if the whole body were an ear there would be no sense of smell but it is as is god arranged the members in the body each one of them as he chose if we all were a single member where would the body be as there is or as it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So that kind of stood out to me because, like, we could each do our individual thing, but we build each other up on the foundation with learning how to encourage one each other, be there for the hard times. So now, growing up, I strive to uh, be a, a good example and uh, continue to come to church so but uh the summer i thoroughly missed the fellowship but when i came back this fall the first uh, ser uh service i was able to do for a couple months was probably one of my favorite days for a while just because like every sunday when i was going to work i would be like man i really miss the fellowship so that's something that stood out to me uh, the summer was that church fellowship because, like I said, it just like you hear it and it doesn't really apply to you till it happens to you and then you don't catch it sometimes. So that's my testimony. So that's kind of the experience I had this summer. So I just wanted to share 
the uh, impact that uh, the church family has had on me and how much I uh, missed it and hope to be able to have a, a word out there to people that it is important and sometimes you can miss it when you miss the fellowship and all of that. So that's all I have for today. So. Good morning, y'all. How are we doing this morning? That's good. So for those who don't know me, I am Caleb Farmer. Uh, I grew up as a missionary kid in Mexico. Um, my parents still live there, Kim and Jason Farmer. My dad is a missionary pilot there. Uh, he flies out Bible translators, dentists, and doctors out into the mountains. Um, for those people to get out to a doctor, it could be anywhere from a 16-hour to a 24-hour drive for them to get to the nearest medical service. Uh, but my dad's able to fly in there and evacuate them out to a hospital and little less than two, maybe three hours at most, um, from him getting the call and getting them to the hospital. Um, so a lot of people have asked me, how was the transition from, from being a missionary kid from, in a foreign country and then coming back to America? Uh, for me, it wasn't as hard as I've heard other kids have had it, uh, because I have friends here, such as the Johnsons, Joseph, and Trey, and many other people here in this church. And being able to be a part of the youth group here has really, really been a huge impact in me, being able to stay in the culture here and, and grow in God and stay strong and firm in my faith. Um, once I graduated, I moved up here. I, was, um, I put in some applications at the fire department, and I got hired there. Um, but I couldn't work till I was 18. Uh, so I started as a counselor at Twin Peaks Bible Camp, and I counseled there for about three weeks, and then um, I got offered a full-time seasonal job at the fire department, um, and that, was a, that would help further me um, as a firefighter and would be very beneficial, um, which was hard, though, because for me to take that job, I'd have to leave camp. Um, which was a hard decision. Do I stay and help preach into the lives of these kids um, and just pour out my love for God into them, or do I go and take this opportunity and um, follow my passions uh, to be a firefighter? Um, so that was a very hard decision for me, and a lot of people were encouraging me and saying, no matter what I do, um, God will always be there with me. Um, so I have a Bible verse here, Deuteronomy 31.8, um, that has really spoken out to me. Um, I got a dis different translation. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will, he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. This was a very impactful verse that has constantly resurfaced in my life and has really had an impact in my life, knowing that no matter where I go, no matter where I am, God's always there, and he's always there helping me. And for each one of you, especially the youth as they're growing up, they're making hard decisions um, and will continue making harder decisions as they get older. And I just challenge them that they will continue seeking the Lord and following him and know that he's always there with them and with all of you guys in every place you are, every, everything you do, um, and every place you will go. Um, I'm currently taking HAZMAT, which is part of Fire One. Um, so my firefighter classes, I just got the email this morning that I passed my Fire One test, and I am now working through HAZMAT, and come January, I'll be working on EMT. Um, once I finish HAZMAT and pass that test, I'll be able to go part-time, um, yeah, and then I'll be working through EMT, and I'm super excited to see what God has next in my life and in the life of each one of the youth here, and I'm just excited for everyone's future. Thank you. Hello. My name's Keaton Jansen. Uh, this week I was sitting on the couch uh, thinking about my life. <laughs> and thank you. And of course I was think of course I've made some really dumb choices and made some mistakes, but I'm grateful for everything that God has put me through. 
All the adversities have come my way like depression, illness, anger, fear, loss, and even political issues. But through those, I am reminded of this verse, and that is 2 Corinthians 12.10. Therefore, I am well consent with weakness, with insults, with distress, with persecution, with difficulties, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, I am strong. I love this verse because it reminds me that through Christ, I am strong. Through him, I can overcome any adversity. Now, at that time, I was thinking about what some may consider the best years of your life. Middle school. (laughs) Told you, Mom. (laughs) I was thinking about the fun moments and the accomplishments, not really the bad moments. I was thinking about the field trips where I impressed the, the, the counselors with my genuine curiosity. I was thinking about the test where I improved. And the fun times I had with teachers where I learned a lot. Even through the darkest times of my life, God shined his light bright. In this speech, I will be looking at the opportunities and being thankful. I will be, look, I will be looking at the mistakes and reminders that they are all part of God's greater plan for us. I am blessed with the opportunity in the past. I thought that as I sat there on the couch, thinking about how I improve through Christ always gets me excited. And it, I can't wait to see what Christ has for me in store next. There's a verse that makes me excited that can be misused a lot, and that's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ does help you through all things, through all adversities. Next, I thought of the woman who touched Jesus' robe and was healed through faith. I think of Christ's response in Luke 8.46-48. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that the power has gone out of me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Your faith has healed you. Wow, that is amazing. Now, we always hear that faith, our faith can move mountains. So why do we lack faith when we're sick or ill or has lost something? God may not solve our problems. He may not give us things that we want but he does give us comfort in him. Now, how does that apply to the past? It seems that I've just gone off on a bunny trail and got lost in my thoughts. And well, to that I say, you're you're right, yes. But, in a way, sitting there, I was thinking also not just of the good, but also of the bad that couldn't be unseen. Now, that brings me to a question that people ask me. If you could go back and tell yourself one thing or change one thing in your life, what would it be? Now, I hate that question. Whenever I hear it, I just cringe. And even though that I hate that question, I'll still answer it for you today. Nothing. I would change absolutely nothing. I'm glad for the experiences that I've had, even the bad. I know that God has given me those to improve or to become stronger so that he could use me to be an ambassador for him. He never leaves us, nor has he forgotten us. He knows us. He knows me. I may regret some decisions, but I'm thankful for what God has taught me. In Ephesians 3, 12 through 13, it states, In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. There is a plan for good in everything that God has for us. 14 through 19 states, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of the glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through the Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all this fullness of God. Now, we looked at the past and with that, I urge you to be thankful for the experiences. Thank you, thankful for the victories, losses, presence, failures, wisdom, and wrongings and adversities you may have experienced. In the speech, we looked at the opportunities and being thankful for them. 
We looked at the mistakes and reminded ourselves that it was all part of God's greater plan. I want to finish this out with a verse from Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. I'm going to finish this out with a prayer. God, thank you for all that you've done. In your word, you say to us, I pray that out of your glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through the Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that the love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Thank you.